Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 221. Which is being recorded on 721. Exactly. <laughs> Great that it worked out that way. Yeah, perfect. Even <laughs> though it has nothing to do with anything and there it holds no significance whatsoever. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, nonetheless, great. Thank you for joining us for episode 221. We have a great interview on this one as well with Ace mm-hmm. Soprano of Oi to the World punk label. You know, yeah. comp- putting out compilations right now. And we'll, as we'll talk about more in the interview, uh, looking to do more than just compilations. Yeah. And, and we got a bit of a compilation ourselves. Right. <laughs> in this episode. Absolutely. Definitely giving a lot of fan service. Yes. So, uh, Oi to the World put out. Volume 3, so Oi to the World Volume 3, and that's Oi with the number 2, and it's female, punk, Oi, and ska, and we decided to play a whole bunch of other female, all-female, female-fronted bands and so forth, so we'll get to all of that as we get there. Interview is coming up, we're going to be playing a bunch of tracks from that, and uh, as we get closer to the interview, we'll talk more about Ace and uh, some of the things that he does, so... First, new stuff that had come out and uh, will be coming out. We'll start on the 13th of July. Sin City put out She's Got No Heart, which was an EP. Von Erichs put out First Blood Match. Bass Amp and Dano put out a new EP called This Ain't No Pizza Party. Also on the 13th is when the Oi to the World's uh, Volume 3, Female Punk, Oi, and Ska came out. Spanish Love Songs put out Phantom Limb on the 14th. Bankrupt put out The Plane to Toronto. It's a single, but they did two versions of it, one in English and one in Hungarian. Chain Whip put out Two Step to Hell EP. Bad Decisions put out Junkyard Single on the 15th. Dog Heaven, Dog Heaven, yes, put out self-titled Dog Heaven on uh, Rad Girlfriend Records. On the 19th, Jet 8 they put out a split called Hands Off, and it's a split with the Shifty Grips. Idols put out a new single called Model Village. Uh, Rot put out Punk Zombie, and that's P-U-N-X-O-M-B-I. That came out uh, on the 20th as well. Descendants, this Friday, the 23rd, will be putting out Ninth and Walnut. We played a track or two off of that one, right, Eric? Yeah, <laughs> quite a few. I think we played every single single that's <laughs> that's come out that's so come far. Out. Yes. Well, be on the lookout for the rest of it Friday. Also on Friday, The Last Stand and One Choice is putting out a split EP called From the East Coast to the West Coast. Gotta, gotta stay here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I assume that's something that's... Uh, that. I assume they'll be going in the pun direction. <laughs> Possibly. Well, From the East Coast to the West Coast is the name of the split. Uh, On the 23rd, School Drugs is putting out Visitation. It's an EP, but it's a part one of four. And it is part one of four for their actual LP called Funeral Arrangements. So I don't know if they're going to release like four 
LP or EPs that will make up the LP. I don't know that much yet, but be on the lookout for School Drugs first part uh, visitation. That's what it was, and it's an EP that comes out the twenty third. Uh, local band here, many bands or people may know it. Uh, had them on the show before as well. Christmas of two and a half years ago, and it's been a while. Uh, Racist Kramer is putting out In Redemption on Pie and Beer Day. That's a holiday here in Utah, July 24th. <laughs> Pie and Beer Day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's for everyone who is uh, not Mormon. <laughs> yes. Which they celebrate Pioneer Day while everybody else cel- celebrates Pie and Beer Day. Emphasis on beer because we can. Right. <laughs> uh, Tombstoner is putting out on the 30th, Victims of Vile Torture. Aniasis, I think is how you pronounce it, is putting out self-titled Aniasis on Upstate Records. That will be on the 30th. Section Hate, that's H8, will be putting out Welcome to the Nightmare. I have that. Need to listen to more of that. I've heard a couple tracks. I enjoy that, so I'm definitely looking forward to playing something off of there in the future. Abuse Ritual is putting out self-titled Abuse Ritual on Demons Run Amok on the 30th. And finally, uh, we'll, we'll end on August 1st, and Bone Crusher is putting out The Game. And they sent a listening link for that two days ago. Heard it all the way one time through. It's amazing. It's really, really good. I like it, so I want to definitely want to listen to more. And we'll absolutely be playing more of that. Stay tuned on the next episode. Two, two, two. Two, two, two. Eric, anything you want to add to the list before we get into some new music? Well, I don't have much to add to the list, but I will say I'm looking forward to that new uh, Tombstoner. And I was not aware of the new Idols track that came out. So that's Just gonna, yesterday. Yeah. That's going to be on my list. Maybe it'll be appearing next week. Who knows? Um <coughs> Yeah, a couple other things that I'm looking out for. I mentioned this uh, mentioned this a couple times. The uh, Club Lemon Official will be releasing new stuff from the Verrukers as well as Reagan Youth. A couple of new 7-inches. The Verrukers, yeah, they've been around since the 80s and they've been going strong ever since. They have not missed a beat. Right. <laughs> Reagan Youth, however, oh my god, this will be their first 7-inch since the 80s. So they might have missed a beat. Yep, might have missed a beat, might have lost a member. <laughs> they did lose a member, Dave Rubenstein. He uh, passed away sometime in the early days in their in their would have been illustrious career. Right. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that Reagan Youth still existed as a live band, as a token festival band, and they hung around New York and the East Coast m- most of the time, but they never released anything for... 30 years about they released a ton of compilations and uh, some and some uh, live bootleg materials a lot of undercuts some uh, you know just some stuff for the fans but they never released anything new until now <laughs> so yeah I'm keeping an eye I'm keeping a close eye on uh, those releases no dates have been announced but they are coming awesome. they are coming and and yeah, I've been listening to that uh, "Oi to the World" compilation, yes, um, me too. gearing up for this uh, for the entirety of this episode. And yeah, most of it, most of it is is accumulative of female fronted bands, right? <laughs> yep. There's only one that I chose <laughs> that 
uh, one that I chose from the compilation and another secondary one who is female fronted. It's an all female band and they are not from this compilation, but they are here anyway. They were here first. (laughs) (laughs) They were here first and they are called Jigsaw Youth. (laughs) Jigsaw Youth. I really love these guys. Out of New York. Yep. Out of New York. Yeah, speaking of Reagan youth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yeah, these are the youths of the youths. Yeah, Jigsaw Youth, they have been around since, uh, fuck, I can't remember. We'll look so, it up. We'll, we'll look it up. It's been, it's been more than a few years. They have more than a couple of releases, a couple of EPs, and now some singles that are, uh, uh, that have been coming up out of the fold the last uh, year or so. The newest of which is Attacks. And this one, yeah, as I said earlier, the Oi to the World compilation, a lot of uh, female-fronted or all-female uh, female bands of punk and oi. Yeah, this one, this is Jigsaw Youth, and I'm beginning to question whether it's punk or not. Because <laughs> this song is so heavy, so garage-oriented, so... Something that's closer to the strain of Black Sabbath as opposed to uh, your average Stooges or whatever. And it's still good. Like, holy shit, it's still good. But, man, it's something that I'm not... a. It wasn't anything I was expecting. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a bit heavier, got a few longer chords, and a, the song itself is just a little longer. It's about four minutes. <laughs> Or just over four minutes. Right. <laughs> Something around there. About four and a half. Yep, four and a half minutes. So that's where we're going to start off. Jigsaw Youth, they keep getting heavier, as if they weren't already. They were. <laughs> but now but now the song is going to live up to its namesake. This is Attacks.
So, Jigsaw Youth, ladies, my hat goes out to you for uh, keeping me guessing. <laughs> you never, you never know these days what's gonna come up. Uh, what's gonna come up from uh, those people? But yep, Jigsaw Youth attacks. I have no idea what's gonna be waiting in the wings as far as uh, these guys' uh, uh, discography is concerned. But yeah, quite a decent. Uh, Quite a decent uh, way to set the mood for for today's show, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, not very, not very many other of our picks sound quite like them, but that's a, but that is just a testament to their artistry. I looked up; their first release came out in June of 2017. Okay, so somewhere around there, I would assume is when they, they started. I couldn't find a specific date or year, but uh, I'd have to imagine yeah. somewhere around there. Well, it's safe to say sometime in the last decade. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> somewhere in the last decade, probably 2016 or early 2017 is my guess. Yeah, so I'd wager to say that. Jigsaw Youth out of New York. We are going to move on to the compilation that we are going to be talking about during the interview as well. So Oi to the World Volume 3, Female Punk Oi and Ska. We're going to play a bunch of tracks. We're going to plug in a couple right now on some new music because it's new. The compilation just came out uh, July 13th of 2021. So first band that we're going to play, Dead End Lane, features Ace Soprano or T or Dragon Ball T. <laughs> in the band, along with his wife, his wife Aaron doing vocals, we'll go more over that in the interview. I don't want to spoil too much more. So, Dead End Lane, they're from Baltimore. That's where he's from. He also, uh, he also plays in the band Italian Blood, also out of Baltimore. So, from Baltimore, Dead End Lane, off of the Oi to the World, Volume 3, Female Punk Oi and Ska. Let's get into their track they have on the compilation called Into the Night We Speak. Off the shores through the night, press the feet, straight up the blood, beyond the light, dim as burn with the dark gray, cold we out, take us with the stripes, it's a zombie spin, we don't have we all, feel us with the toll, take us with the stripes, it's a zombie spin, we don't have we all, feel us with the toll, there's a time till the end, will we die, will we unite, march to the law, march to the right, fear with faith, fear with joy, take us with the stripes, it's a zombie spin, we don't have we all, feel us with the toll, it's a double You don't know the That was one of my favorite tracks on this uh, on this compilation. <laughs> Very good. It was awesome. It almost was uh, my pick, but as uh, Dustin reminded me earlier, <laughs> this was something that was already in the cards. <laughs> yes, this one we were for sure playing. Obviously, uh, T, he plays in the band, so we wanted to definitely feature that track 
out of all of them. And, and there's so many good ones. Uh, later on in the show, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go over some of the bands that are in the compilation. We'll get to another one here in just a moment. But if you like Dead End Lane, go check them out. They're on Bandcamp. They have three releases there, including, as uh, he talks about in the interview, the one they put out August 1st of 2019. Uh, it's called Still Alive, 12 tracks on that one. So uh, there's two other releases as well. If you like them, there's like 25 tracks total between the three releases. So get out there and check them out yeah. there. Uh, Oi to the World is also on Bandcamp. You can get the whole compilation there. Mm -hmm. Let's play another track. Yeah. And also real quick, not to be confused with the uh, seminal Vandals record. It's Oi to the World, but with the number two. Yes. Number two. Yes. Oi to the World. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Do not confuse that. Two, two different things. All right, we're going to go from Baltimore over to Philly, and we're going to play the band The Druguettes. They're also on the compilation. The track they have on there is Bover Girl. Uh, awesome band. They were just punk rock bowling a couple years back, and awesome. Just they were great to see there. Uh, I can't say no. Like, you're a fan of the Druguettes. We, we talked about the Druguettes a yeah. little bit during the interview, so I definitely wanted to include them here, but I, I really like them. It's a band I'm familiar with, and mm -hmm. as I said later, we'll talk more about the compilation. There were bands that I wasn't familiar with, so I wanted to play some that I was and at least one that I was not. Yeah. Uh, the Druguettes were actually the, uh, I think, the only band on this compilation whom with I was familiar. Oh, wow. And, and yeah, that was because I... Uh, way back in the day, I reviewed a split they did with the band External Menace. And, uh, yeah, External Menace has does not sound like the Druguettes at all. <laughs> They're a little bit more on the discharge side. But Druguettes, yeah, I really like their, really their approach. I like the uh, uh, sort of like the uh, female version of the Addicts or lower class brats. Right. In the fact that they take on the whole, uh, you know, the Drugs from A Clockwork Orange. Right. You know? <laughs> They have that uh, they have that ultra violence appeal to it, so that was one of the things that attracted me to it. But I have not listened to them since until this compilation came out, and I brought myself to listen to it. And I go, "Oh fuck, I remember these guys were really good, right. and they still are really good." So, yes, the Drew gets. I got nothing but positive things to say about them. They they are doing good. They're an all female <clears throat> band, and I've seen them on their social media. Uh, call their style of music Sugar Oi. Kind of like Sugar Oi. Yes, Vanilla <laughs> Muffins are the only other band that I know of that was Sugar Oi specifically, right? And I'm sure there's plenty of others that are out there like that. But that's what we're going to get into. Let's check out another track. Here's the Druguettes with Bobber Girl. <laughs> See that girl, she's a barber girl, she's nice to 
Now, but the way that those uh, their uh, three-part harmonies work off of each other and their vocals, it reminds me a little bit of Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Okay. Had they been more of an oi band. <laughs> right. Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, they're definitely on the poppier side of punk rock. And, and yeah, they don't quite get to the uh, raspiness that the Drew Getz does. Right. This one, Drew Getz, they sound a little bit more like a Bikini Kill. Yes, uh, I hear a little of the Runaways in that mm-hmm. in that uh, style too. Yeah, and also a little bit of a deep cut. This one reminds uh, they kind of remind me of a local band called the Clitorinas. Never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, not very many people have. <laughs> okay, that that was another thing. It was a an album that came my way, asked to review, and I did. And they are they are pretty awesome. Yeah, it was one of those. Uh, it's one of the bands that. Uh, uh, Bruja, the uh, bassist for Dark Lord, she is, she was in that band. She was as their bassist, and it was nothing but like uh, lyrics of roller derby and just uh, and just being a uh, <laughs> just being the machoist of women, pretty much. <laughs> and it was uh, it was pretty intense. That's awesome, <laughs> yeah, but still pretty fun. That's cool. Well, that's two tracks from Oi to the World Volume Three. We're gonna play a couple to sandwich that interview here shortly, but let's play some other music. Let's get into some older, lesser-known stuff. I suppose I could have thrown something in here, too, off of there since there were bands that, at least to me, were lesser-known, but I didn't. We'll get to my pick in a second, though. What did you pick for this show on this section? I chose the band Complete Control, and the song I chose is Screams okay. from the EP, We Want Your Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, there was a weird choice, this one. I mean, not not a weird choice. I mean, it was weird how I came across this song. I heard it at the uh, at the Aces High Saloon. You know, they're always playing uh, some somewhat deep cuts of uh, punk and metal over there. And this was one of them. And it has a very specific... Uh, guitar melody in the intro and I swear I heard it somewhere from a, a band that had to their peak way back in the day in the days of like Rancid and the Vandals I thought it was something like that but no it is this band of whom I never heard and we'll see I decided to do a deep dive and see what they have this is all they have oh <laughs> uh, yeah but we want your drugs. It's a pretty awesome EP. It's about a. Uh, it's seven tracks long, uh, five of which have a have a very well put together production quality. Well, the last two are just so lo-fi. You have to turn it all the way up just to even get a fraction of the sound that you that you were expecting from the previous tracks. <laughs> Well, really weird. When I was looking them up, because I had no idea who this was either, you know, I found out they're from Austin. Cool, but they, it said that they formed around 2002-ish, something else said around 2004, but two, 
you know, whatever. Hmm. Somewhere around there. But they broke up around 2009-ish. And both sources I saw said that. And they had two releases during that window. But then this release, everywhere I checked, showed it was a release in 2018. Yeah. So that maybe that would explain. Maybe there's some tracks that were put together or some stuff that they had and they hadn't released and decided to put it out. You know, I didn't read anything that said they got back together. So who knows? Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Well, I did find a release under, a, under the same name. However, I'm not sure if it is the same band. Let me see what it was called real quick. Yeah, Reaction from 04. So it's quite possible that this... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it is. Huh. Well, uh, this yeah, particular a, one... Yeah, this uh, this version of Complete Control that I found where this uh, We Want Your Drugs EP does not exist. <laughs> Reaction, uh, yes. So I, I looked up their Bandcamp page and Death Can Wait Sessions plus Reaction. And they both show that it came out in 2020. But mm-hmm. I have a feeling, yeah, debut album. So Reaction was their debut album in 2004. But they have it up on Bandcamp that you can get uh, on Bandcamp now. And then Death Can Wait Sessions also put out June of uh. 20. And that's just an EP. And it looks like it was originally released probably back in 2005. And it was Death Can Wait, which was a split EP with the Crumb Bums. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm seeing right here. So it is the same band, just in a different apartment, apparently. Yes. <laughs> so... They had that. I don't know. I haven't looked much more than what we're doing right now and maybe about five minutes earlier today. So that's this release. Everywhere I saw it came out in okay. 2018. It looks like it says, as a part of our ongoing celebration of TKO's 20th anniversary, we've got another one from The Vaults. So it collects previously unreleased demo recordings from uh, Complete, Re- Complete Control. So previously unreleased demo recordings. That's why. There we go. Found it. Okay. Wasn't looking for that earlier, but found it now. All right. Okay. So now we can move on from that, and you can know uh, what do you got? I got the song "Screams." There you go. <laughs> it's got a very, uh, uh, what's the word? It has a very specific guitar intro, and I can't tell you where I thought I heard it. Apparently, it wasn't that long ago, so maybe it, maybe it was the same one. Maybe it's a cover. I have no idea. Whatever. It's a good song. So here it is. Screams by Complete Control.
that has very misfits sounding vocals. Yeah. Like the way the vocals come out. Yeah, kind of does. And a bit of that, yeah, sort of a misfits from the 80s meets uh, 90s skate punk sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what I that's what I feel with uh, Complete Control. Anyway, I'm going to listen to more of Complete Control now that I realize they are the same band. <laughs> so, there we go. I learned something new today. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, so let's uh, let's scale that back to something that makes sense. Are we going back to the compilation? <laughs> Getting close. Uh, so we're along those lines. I let my picks be inspired by the the theme there of the compilation. The theme being female punk, oi, and ska. And so uh, Gaudi over at Pirates Press. I saw him post on Instagram uh, a new release that he just got the vinyl for, and that is the band Spitboy. And their release, Body of Work, which is 1990 through 1995, all the songs. And I thought, oh, well, I don't know who this is. So I check it out. I like it. And then realize, oh, well, this is an all-female political hardcore band from San Francisco, which existed from 1990 to 1995. Okay, cool. So we're going to play a track off there. I don't know too much more about them as I just came across them like two days ago, I think, is when I saw that post. But it fit. And I listened to a little bit of it. They're complete works. If you want to go get Body of Work, there's a lot on there. Uh, this particular track, In Your Face, is on there because all the tracks are on there. But it was originally released on True Self Revealed, which they put out in 1993. If you're into any of those releases, but if you're just getting into them as I have just recently, then you might want to just go straight to Body of Work because it has everything. Uh, so you can go find it there. <laughs> and In Your Face is the name of the track. It's an all-female band. Here we go.
that is Spit Boy. I like Spit Boy. <laughs> if you like Spit Boy, go check out that compilation release, Body of Work, because they have a whole lot more just like it. Oh, do they now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, several, several in that uh, that particular release. It is. I was surprised, like, oh, geez, especially for a band that they were around for five years, and they sure put out quite a bit. Uh, I believe it's definitely on iTunes, so it's probably on Apple Music, and I would assume it's probably out, you know, on other areas. You can go check it out to decide if you want it. There's 26 tracks on it, and if you want to go go buy the digital version, 12 bucks, 26 tracks, pretty good right there. You can probably stream it. Or you can do like Gowdy did, and I don't know where he got the the vinyl. I haven't looked that much into it yet, but he had a vinyl, so there is probably a vinyl for it. So check out Spitboy, all-female political punk band out of San Francisco. And again, I don't think yeah. I said if it, June 25th. That's when they put out that compilation. Sweet. All right. Yeah, so speaking of compilations, right? So we'll get into the <laughs> compilation we're talking about on this show here in a moment. We got a few things to, to get to first. Eric, you played a show this last week. I did play a show this last week. It was the first show we played over at Aces. Awesome. How, how was it? Is that a place that you will be going back to or trying to get back to? Um, a place that is and will be going back to. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but I'll get into plugs later. Um, as for the show that was there, yeah, it was with... Uh, it was with uh, quite a few bands. One was a band called Jesus. Okay. Yep. And that is spelled G-E-E-Z apostrophe S. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a band called Jesus and another band, a death metal band called Sacrilegion, who their singer and guitarist I actually know from some of the earlier days. Awesome. He used to be a drummer and a vocalist in a band called Delusions of Godhood. Cool. If, if there's some uh, local uh, metalheads out there who got some uh, deep cuts or who need some deep cuts, check them out. It's pretty good, pretty good stuff. Awesome. <laughs> yep, if you like death metal. And we, of course, the main reason we were there, we were asked personally by the band themselves to join to join them on the stage, and it was Goat Sifter. Awesome. Oh, man, I love Goat Sifter. They are one of my favorite bands to come out of uh, Salt Lake. And they've been a band for the better part of a decade right now, and they've only been able to release one album, and it was last year. <laughs> so, yeah, the entirety of their existence. They had a few uh, promos, a couple singles, and an EP, though it wasn't that great. <laughs> I'm speaking in comparison. At the time, yeah, I was ready to get my hands on anything, but... They didn't really have uh, much recorded, but they were definitely more of a live band. And even then, that was spotty. They were definitely like a two-shows-out-of-the-year type band. <laughs> oh, man. But this was uh, this was one of them. This was their first show in three years, and they really brought it. They brought it hard. They brought their A-game. Uh, I love watching uh, their bassist, Mike. Full name, Mike the Bass. <laughs> He's just sitting there, you know, very Freeman-like, and he is just dancing all over that fretboard. He knows how to, he hones his craft. For their awesome. otherwise just vapid, hardcore sound, it's just so aggressive, that song. Or that, cool. that whole output. So yeah, Goat Sifter, a lot of fun. And my band was a lot of fun. We were definitely in our element. We played 
all of our songs, every one of them that is written, even the even one of the songs, Vice got a a complete upheaval, and I had to make it sound better, and it does sound better. Oh, good. <laughs> yep, it was too. Uh, that song was way too chunky monkey, and I need I needed to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> it was, uh, I won't I won't bore you on the details, but that thing was like disjointed from the start. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the show went off. It was awesome. We had a lot of uh, had a lot of friends there. Had a lot of drunks there. Nice. <laughs> and we had a lot of fun there. Uh, previously, though, th- I gotta tell you, I had a trilogy of shows that were happening this weekend. <laughs> Awesome. And that was one of them. The first one that I went to, well, yeah, the first one I went to was a band called The Runts. They were from Los Angeles. And this was the first show uh, that uh, that Kevin Cheerios booked of an out-of-state band for this year. Well, for this year, for ever since, uh, ever since booking bands stopped. Right. <laughs> now, that, now that it's back into the fold, these... This is the first, as far as I know, to have uh, come up, and they came up from Los Angeles. And man, these guys went hard. <laughs> they were, they were fast. They were just super agile. Their drummer was a goddamn machine who just, it was just flooring it the whole time. Their bassist was, uh, their bassist. He was just chilling in the back, and he was just doing that thing, like boom, 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 boom playing it all with his fingers and. Everything was precise. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you how fast those fingers were moving. And and yeah, their guitarist. He was just uh, He was just ramming on the fucking power chords. And then next thing you know, he's doing a Greg Ginn style solo. Pretty wow. much. Yeah, they were. They were wonderful. They were a lot of fun to see, and they're a lot of fun to listen to. I actually chose their album to be my great cover to cover album. That's cool. That's how much. That's how much they uh, stayed with me. And also, Usurpers, they brought the, they brought their all. I love seeing Usurpers live. I love watching Mauricio slam on that guitar. I love watching Scatter just uh, having this aggressive look in his face while he's just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's a, yeah, Usurpers, they're a lot of fun. Listen to them if you haven't already. I know I have. A little too much, but still. <laughs> Actually, no, there's no such thing as too much with those guys. I love those guys. I love them. I've yet to play a show with them, but we're going to be working on that. The future is yet to unfold. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. And uh, before we get into the runs, there was also an also in the same night of that show, I went to uh, go meet some friends over at Aces, and there was another show going on right there. And it was uh, Mike Witt's band, Believes in Ghosts. And yeah, we haven't played any Believes in Ghosts on here, but... They are worth the listen. They are definitely a bit more of a, a punk band on the sludgier side, a bit more on the, you think, bands like I Hate God or the Melvins, shit like that. That's what Believes in Ghosts sounds like. Okay. But I like to use the flex that I saw Believes in Ghosts back when they were a one-man band. <laughs> and I mean that. It was just a, It was just Mike. He was sitting on a chair, he was playing the guitar, and he had all the drums and cymbals hooked up on his feet, so he was able to keep the beat. Wow. Yeah, so he was deaf leoparding this drum set. (laughs) (laughs) But he had no other hand. He was just busy playing guitar and singing and then 
doing the whole one man band thing. You know how you see in those cartoons? Yeah. Yep, that was the that was the live punk version of it. But now he's got two other members and they got a much fuller sound and yeah, check them out live. They are a lot of fun. Cool. Yep, definitely definitely a bar room band. That's awesome. Well, definitely looking forward to the more shows coming here, the better. Oh yeah, and there and there will be more. Uh, also, I gotta say, one of the main reasons I went to that run show was all systems fail, and they did not play. They did not play. One of their members got the old CV nineteen. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, so they had to quarantine. Damn it. Which sucks. I I don't know who, but but yeah, still a great show nonetheless, and that's because. Runts brought all the intensity from the West Coast into our little valley. So that was awesome. But all systems fail. Until next time, we will be seeing you. Until next time. Well, now that we're on the Runts again, Mm -hmm. let's play play some of that album. So tell me about it. Why uh, had you heard it before? Or is this just a new listen for you? Oh, this is all entirely a new listen. This is just... Fresh out of the water, fish come up, slap me in the face, and then jump back in sort of thing. But then I had to dive in after it and go grab that fish and be like, no, I need more. (laughs) So, yeah, that is the Runts album called Kill the Runts. And also, that was funny. That was uh, one. this one, uh, I guess their hype man in the audience was just screaming, kill the Runts! Kill the Runts! Nice. And I... And, of course, I didn't get the idea. I was just like, do we have a hater in the crowd? (laughs) (laughs) And this band is so apparently well-known that somebody hates them? Okay. (laughs) But, no, it was... uh... It was a promo for the for the album and the album. Yeah, if you love fast-paced 80s hardcore type music, I'm talking in the vein of 7 Seconds of JFA and uh uh SNFU. If you love stuff like that, this is where is where it's at, my friends. And if and also, there's a bit of a there's a bit of heating to uh, some Black Flag and also a little bit of Misfits just uh, strictly on the vocals. Because some of them get a little hard, some of them get a little melodic. But every once in a while, as I said earlier, you get some really Greg Ginn-style guitar solos. I'm talking later Black Flag period, where it got really where it got really weird. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. But the runs, for the most part, they keep that speed. The whole album is under half an hour long. It just, uh, it just doesn't let up. It knows exactly what it needs to say. And... Yeah, I I could really choose any of the any of the songs from this album, but the one that stuck out to me mainly because of its title, Population Control. <laughs> oh yeah. You're the reason we need population control. So let's <laughs> listen. <laughs> You're a fucking rock! 
You see what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, talking to their vocalist. Uh, I forgot his name. I think it was, I want to say James. Don't quote me on that. I forget <laughs> his damn name. Dustin, can you look that up? I, I'm working on it, yes. <laughs> okay. I'm talking to the vocalist, and I'm just kind of uh, uh, gushing over the band, saying how much I love the show, how much I love the energy, and how much I really love the music. And it's like, and he was going, yeah, you don't really see too many bands doing that old school hardcore sound. Every one of it's just like, a, it's got to have some of this and some of that in there. But we, we like to keep it straightforward. I was like, yep, I got that. <laughs> and, I, and I love the fact that they're doing that. You know, sometimes, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know? <laughs> right? Some people like that music. And so uh, when, I, when I hear bands that have that familiar sound of either 70s or 80s or something like that. It's like, hey, you know what? I really like it. And somebody's creating something new, you know? So you're mm -hmm. not always listening. You don't have to listen to the same songs, even though you might really enjoy the same songs. You get to hear the sound, but you get to hear something new with it. Oh, yeah. Everyone's got, everyone's got their own unique flavor that they want to put in. Right? Yeah. And these guys, they got their own unique flavor. And it feels... It feels fresh. And it feels like this is something they want to be doing. <laughs> well, uh, one of the first bands to get traveling up through here anyway, which mm -hmm. is awesome. That's great. Yeah, indeed. Um, any luck on that name? I so am, far? yeah, they didn't have it on Bandcamp. They don't have it on their Facebook. So I am, I'm working on it. Wait, maybe we'll play the track and we'll have it after the track. Yeah, maybe so. All right. As I... So yeah, like I said, there are some songs that uh, heed to that uh, later Black Flag sound, and the one that I f th that I found is called "Never Gonna Happen." And yeah, it does have it goes to that little uh, fast, speedy realm in there, but um, but yeah, then the gu then it gives way to the guitar and it starts soloing a little bit, but it's not quite so bluesy as we heard in the uh, previous track. No, this one gets a little bit. You know, more psychedelic oriented, a little bit more atonal. You know, you start to hear the influence from uh, a certain other West Coast band. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, here we go. Never gonna happen. Let's listen. Let's go! 
And there you go. That is two-tenths, I think, <laughs> which I guess is one-fifth of the runts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So we found the name. It's uh, Nicholas Carabajal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was the guy who I was uh, talking about, and he was uh, incredibly gracious of the uh, of the positive results, at least uh, at least from multiple people, if not one of them. I was the one that just uh, stuck around and invited him out to Aces High. Said he would be there. He didn't show up, most likely because you had to pay a five dollar fee to get in, due to there being a live band. Uh. Uh, but then I met up with some other friends down the street at a, at another bar. And then when we were done there, we left. And who should come walking up the street but <laughs> the, the bandmates of the runs. Awesome. All of them. So it was like, hey, well, um, uh, we're just about to leave. And they're like, hey, do they got food in that bar? No, they just closed <laughs> their kitchen. But there's a Beto's right across the street. You should go there. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of a... Kind of funny times when uh, when bands are coming through Salt Lake. You make some weird acquaintances. Right. <laughs> but they're the best kind. Absolutely. I missed that, so I'm glad that is coming back around. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, for this portion, we're going to do an interview. But before we get to the interview, let's play one more track. Again, we'll be talking to Ace Soprano, a.k.a. Dragon Ball T, a.k.a. T. And <laughs> he's coming up next. We're going to play one more track from Oi to the World, Volume 3, and that is Oi with the number two, Female Punk, Oi and Ska. This, uh, we're going to, Eric made a pick, and so following the interview, we'll be playing his pick, uh, the pick that I made, the Bolocos. So there's a handful of bands that were on the compilation that I hadn't heard of yet. And I thought, all right, well, let's check out some. I want to play some on the show, so let's listen. And there was actually quite a few. Not actually, I, I don't mean in a in the sense that I, I didn't expect to like it, but you, you know, when you listen to compilations, you're like, well, there's bands I know and there's bands I don't know. Why don't I know the bands I don't know? Uh-huh. Well, it's just because you just haven't come across them, right? You got to keep that PMA. So I have come across them now. And again, the, a real quick rundown of who's on the, the compilation. The Druguettes, Rebels Rule, Elisa Dixon Sings Los Fastidos, Fastidios, sorry, The Gonads, Dead End Lane, The Venomous Pinks, Razor Cut, Daka Skanks, Some Kind of Nightmare, The Anti-Queens, La Madre, Catbite, Sissy Fit, Bambix, Tank Shot, The Bolocos, and Hotwired. A lot of great bands. Uh, a lot of bands that I already knew on there, probably about half the bands, pretty close, well, at least a third of the bands I already knew. But there were a handful that I was listening to, like, wow, I really like and I didn't know, uh, including this band, The Bolocos. I was torn between this and Catbite because as far as the bands I didn't know, I think those were two of my favorites out of the bands that I didn't know. But The Bolocos, if you're unfamiliar with them, as Eric and I were unfamiliar with them, they're the first and only punk band from Guadalupe, which is in the French West Indies, which if you're not familiar with where the French West Indies are, that's in the Caribbean. <laughs> so they are the first and only punk band from there. They formed way back in 2009, though, so it's pretty awesome for them. And they do have releases, other releases to check out over on Bandcamp. So if you like them, it is at, or not at, but The Bolocos, B-O-L-O-K-O-S. 
So hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. I've said it enough times. I hope I'm at least somewhat close. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's check out the track they have on the compilation. It is Caribbean Dream. And as soon as this track's over, we'll be doing an interview. So check it out. Here we go. T, also known as T Soprano. Nah, Ace Soprano. <laughs> he is the he is the member of uh, two bands. One is Italian Blood, and the other is a uh, Dead End Lane. And he is also the founder of the label Oi to the World, of which there are t- there are three compilations of a b- lot of uh, underground and underrated 
Oi and ska bands coming from the undercurrent pretty much. And we have volume three, which was, when was that released? Just, uh, just about a week ago on July 6th. Yeah, it, it was kind of sneaky. So it, it was public yesterday, but it, it was private a week ago. So I could give it to <laughs> you know, all the other people. So That's officially so, July 13th, yeah, a sleeper release. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah, tell us about the compilation. How did you? I mean, I guess it's a uh, it's your third one, so you have had a few lines around the tracks. But how did this one come about? How does it go about picking bands or picking songs for these uh, compilations? And uh, really talk about your uh, end goal for it. So um, I'll probably start with the end goal first. I've been playing for about fifteen years. You know, obviously a, a huge fan of uh, punk growing up for probably even longer. So. At a very young age, I just kind of realized like everyone wins is like the best mentality. If you help somebody out, they help you out. It's as simple as, as if you're in the pit and somebody falls down. You know, as long as they're worth it, as long as they work hard, you know, like as long as they're good people. Because you know, the early going, you kind of meet a lot of people that are like all over the place. But um, you know, like the more you're uh, playing music, playing punk, you know, like you really start to kind of figure it out. Like, you know, if I want to go on tour, if I want to be supportive, uh, if I want to house a show. Um, and as far as all that, you know, I always felt like the more I can help people, you know, the more that I can network, I'll get the best out of my band, but I'll get the best at it like everybody else. You know, like you're not the only person at a show. There's all these other people there. So from like a show purpose, you have to get everything going. But if you just break it down to like the bare bones, everybody's a fan of punk rock that's at a punk show. So, yeah. you know, like, we're all like-minded people, and I feel like the more people you find that are like hardworking people, trying to get things done, trying to get things moving, it, it just makes life easier for everybody. And you know, I get just as much out of my band playing a good show as you know, having good shows for other people, um, having a spotlight or a, a promotion, you know, like one other people's bands. And so I was like, you know what? It's COVID. <clears throat> I am literally just fucking sitting on my ass, fucking trapped in my house. So I've always wanted to get like the label, you know, the, the promotional thing going. So I, I had the time. I had like enough friends and enough bands and like enough labels to, to kind of kick off like that first one. In the first volume, there's a, a big core bands that uh, are like street punk, punk hardcore, oi, all kind of from like the Northeast. Uh, it just happened to be that way. And I thought that was good because it kind of had that whole kind of family thing. Like, oh, this is like a compilation of like families that know each other. And then, you know, there's all these bands that I was either friends with or had heard of or kind of wanted to get on. Or I'd ask, you know, a few labels. Um, uh, Liberty or Death Records was a big one in Lake Town. You know, like they're like, I like, always heard the labels. I just met Mob Mentality and a uh, huge fan of their music. And they were like, oh, hey, you know, we're friends with some labels. We can help you out. And that's just, you know, uh, kind of how it grew. The second volume was just kind of more of the same. I kind of expanded it out to more of like a, like international, um, you know, perspective had like pretty much bands from all over the place on that one. Then, you know, that got me to my third one, but you know, like when I kind of you put these out, like I'm starting, you know, DIY punk man. So like, I don't have, the, <laughs> I don't have the hookups, but I'm on Facebook a lot. I'm on Instagram a lot, but I'm, probably like a member of like a hundred and probably 50 groups. <laughs> so I'm posting there, you know, I'm, I'm putting a message here, putting a message here. And the first two albums were free. So I was like trying to get myself and the bands and the music, you know, out there like as much as possible for the third one. Um, you know, I've, I've got some, a bit more collaboration, um, you know, from the uh, labels, uh, had some bigger bands on, 
uh, it, it's still like, as you guys were saying, there's still like a lot of underground, a lot of uh, regional or kind of middle of the road kind of uh, touring going on, which is just punk in general. But yeah. um, you know, for this one, I was like, all right, you know, I got enough people in here. I've been doing this enough. Like I want the bands to get the exposure, but if I can give them, you know, like, you know some money too, that'd be great. And that's kind of how like I landed into this one. As far as females, punk, boy and ska, you know, I've always been like aware that there's always females everywhere at shows. There's always, I mean, I remember like, you know, the Warp Tour in like the 90s, there was, you know, like a huge kind of uh, boom with that. But I feel it, it's kind of trickled down like the last you know, probably 15, 20 years. And, you know, like you're starting to see like a lot more um, like awareness, like a lot more bands coming up. But even in shows, like you don't see like a ton of females like, at skin shows, um, you know, street shows, and oi, um, and it's not just you know like the band's playing, but it's people that are in the pit that are just hanging out. So I was like, you know, what can I do like to help to, you know, uh, help get some like exposure on that? How can I uh, further network, you know, promote and you know, put a spotlight on that? And a lot of the bands were extremely, you know, like receptive to it too. You know, like I got Jenny Wu's band on. You know, I feel like she's probably you know like the queen of oi and skin and i was uh, stoked to get her on uh half the bands i played with half uh i've just been a fan and some i just went and did like a lot of of uh, research on i can just tell you like every single band that i contacted i feel is you know the great band that you know probably should get more exposure um were like, awesome to work with so you know just going back to my roots of you know, diy punk and trying to promote you know, it, it's really no different than doing, you know, like a show or you know, helping out with the tour. It, it just happens to be like an album. You know, I'm pretty pumped about it. Uh, I feel like a lot of people were, you know, like excited about it or thought that it was a, a good enough idea. To anyone listening, you know, check it out. It's on Bandcamp. I'll have uh, a bunch of CD links for anyone who wants a uh, physical copy. I hope to have that uh, set up by next Tuesday, the 20th. And um, yeah, man. So uh, pretty much all I have. To say, <laughs> awesome. Well, so. let, we'll point out it's oi the number two the world dot bandcamp dot com, and they can see all three, including the newest one. So you can go check out the other ones because there are a, a lot of really good bands. We've played several of the bands from all three of the compilations between this show and Punkanoi Worldwide. Plus, there's so many other great ones. That's I think a great thing about compilations is when you see a couple that you're familiar with, you're intrigued. You're like, oh, is that a song I haven't heard? Or uh, if they're on this, what do the other bands sound like? And you get the opportunity to check out, you know, a few or depending on the compilation, several other bands you might not be familiar with and therefore get to discover mm -hmm. some great bands you might not have known about. So I think that's a really good concept just to do in general. Yeah, it's sort of it's different as a DIY uh, compilation as opposed to uh, not exactly a major label, but if uh, Fat Records or Epitaph or something did that, it's really somewhere more on the grounds of fan service. It's like, we know you love all these bands. Check out these songs. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, in the 90s, those were the compilations that I came across, especially here in Salt Lake. The, oh, yeah. You know, no, the internet really wasn't being used by all the bands, and so you really weren't coming across things. There wasn't a lot of networking yet. And so when compilations came out in the 90s, that's what they were. They probably still come out like that, but... Do, don't really cross my path yeah, they, too often. It's the ones like this that I, I'm finding and enjoying. Yeah, they they do. Um, a few years ago, I remember Fat Records put out the Fat Rec comp, and it was like <laughs> a yeah. 
And it was yeah. a it was a compilation of like pretty much any and all artists that were signed and are currently signed to their label, both old and new. Uh, so it's like, yeah, we have a uh, we have your average uh, Descendants or your No Effects or uh, you know Rise Against when they were uh, <laughs> attached to that record label. But we got all this new stuff coming out right now. We got Pears, we got Tilt, we have. Uh, bad cop, bad cop. These are all new fat rec bands. Check them out along with these guys. So right. it's like all kind of sandwiched together. So that was a that to me was a very interesting compilation of something that's more of a higher caliber within the punk rock platform. The the recognizability of, of that label. But again, I, I like coming across these Liberty or Death Dan's label compilation that he put out. Uh, Lake Town Records. You know, a lot of labels like that that have put out the compilations. Those uh, I've enjoyed recently. And like I said, several great bands on all three compilations. And for people to follow you on social media, I mean, they can obviously go follow you on Bandcamp. And when you release new compilations in the future, they'll be notified. But where's a good place to uh, follow you for anything else that you might be talking about, like social medias or something like that? Yeah, so you know, the main site is Instagram site. If you put in Oi to the World, you know, like it'll be there. But I've got all the, the main links um, on the Bandcamp site. So you know, that'll link to the uh, Instagram. And then I've got a Facebook page. It's more of a uh, community page. And I kind of set it up that way. I'll probably come up with like an official, you know, Oi to the World uh, label page itself. But uh, to me, it's, it's a punk community. And I wanted to make sure everyone had a chance to post. I mean, I can you know, post on it every single day. Uh, some places, um, based on like the uh, permission or group, only I guess the uh, creators can do it, and I'm just not a big fan of that. So I, I want you know like any single person or like you know like any single band to be able to post on the Facebook page. Eight Up Records, they're they're more east than we are anyway. Uh, they do a lot of compilations too, and uh, that would probably be a good place. I think that they're always posting on their social medias, and I'm sure that that your page can do the same. Gives the opportunity for bands to here, oh, there's a place we can go and then can reach out or when you're posting as 8UP Records does, hey, we're doing a ska, hey, we're doing a reggae, hey, we're doing a street punk, hey, whatever, you know, we're doing an oi, and then those bands can even reach out because as you pointed out, you have to have connections maybe to start off with and you had some good connections so you are able to get a lot of bands, but uh, going forward, you don't have to rely specifically on you reaching out to everywhere. You know, you, you'll have a, a community set up like that where they can reach out to you and you can get them on the list. Like, yeah, as soon as I do that type of style, I'll hit you up. Yeah, exactly. And I've worked with, um, I worked with eight and up on the first two and, you know, like love what they're doing, you know, like a lot of, uh, you know, uh, respect with them. And, um, I think I think Dead and Lame was actually like a a hard punk compilation they did last year, but you know it's true. You know, like you do enough, you know, of the networking stuff like that. You know, like everyone's, you know, like just you're always gonna have to do the work, but you're always gonna have uh, people coming up to you. And like I feel like every year, like every comp, I've always got like another three or four bands just like in the wings, kind of waiting for like the next style or uh, next comp. Awesome. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's cool then you just got to find someone to do the artwork and you already obviously have someone to do that because you got your three albums that you know the artwork for those that i don't know if that's difficult if you know somebody it's probably really easy yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah man the one good thing about punk is there's a lot of artists man so, right uh, 
you know, those GFA degrees might not get you shit, but you can get a good, you know, cover album for sure, man. So that's awesome. Let's transition into, you know, one of the bands on the compilation is a band that you also play in, Dead End Lane. Tell us a little bit about that band and then let's talk a little bit about uh, your other band. Cool. So, um, see, Dead End Lane, I started with my wife, Erin, 15 years ago. You know, we were just kind of hanging out uh, at work and stuff like that. And I found out she was into art and music. So we started talking. <clears throat> and then, you know, we just started jamming. And I um, had no idea this person was going to be in my band or be my wife. <laughs> so it, was, it, was all, it was all kind of new and crazy. But um, first, we big fans of just everything punk. You know, uh, anything from like Rancid to the Misfits to the Distillers, you know, stuff like that. And then um, we started going shows, started playing together. Just like every band, our first couple of years were just completely all like all over the place. Uh, probably after like three years, we got like a solid lineup, and you know have casually put out some albums. What started off as like a conglomerate of all sorts of punk, anywhere from like punk hardcore to hard punk, has essentially come down to just like <laughs> straight up punk rock with like an occasional you know punk hardcore song stuff like that. Yeah, she's a really good singer, and she's like, dude. I love the hardcore stuff, but I really just want to sing. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I understand. So as far as you know, stuff we've done, um, we put an album out you know, 2019, which at the time was like, oh, this is fresh and new. Then COVID kicked our ass. So uh, we played like a whole five shows after that album. We played, uh, we had like, you know, a lot of cool stuff uh, in support of that. It, that obviously never um, materialized. I got all my cat out. This motherfucker's driving me crazy. <laughs> Yeah, we had like you know some pretty cool stuff like in the works. We uh one I'm really looking forward to is uh in February. I mean this has been probably bounced around for almost a year now, year and a half. Let's kids coming to uh, DC, and um I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of the band or you know uh, known in history, but they pretty much called it quits and they yeah. said, "Hey, we're coming back." So uh, I've met Argyle before, played with him in a couple cities, I think. You know, super cool guy, and just any opportunity to, to play with you know, those guys was awesome. So, uh, in February next year, DC. Hopefully, that happens. But uh, yeah, he was supposed to come here with Blitz Kid back. I think it was already scheduled, and COVID happened. Mm. And uh, okay. one of the guys in band here in Salt Lake plays bass for him uh, on occasion. I don't know if he always does all the tours, but I know he's done some tours, music videos, and stuff like that plays in a band here called zombie cock yeah. oh, okay <laughs> that's awesome man right um <laughs> I, I think the coolest name i've heard that's probably up there this band i, I found in canada they called uh pizza tramp <laughs> nice yes <laughs> so, so that's a good one yeah man argyle's got like a pretty tight backing band it seems and uh you know or you know like next in line kind of substitutes so uh and i think that's what makes him so tight you know, like you know anytime he does uh you know, his touring. So, right. I know a lot of people are definitely waiting for that tour. So, <laughs> yep, that'll be a good one. Why don't you tell us about Italian Blood? Oh, okay. Sorry. Last thing I got to say for Dead in Lane, because uh, I always forget this. Our claim to fame <laughs> is uh, my wife recorded backup vocals for the uh, Misfits cover of uh, Science Fiction Double Feature. Awesome. So, if anyone uh, is a fan of the song, you know, fan of uh, the Misfits, obviously, at that point, they were uh, not the original Misfits, but we got to spend some time with Jerry and, you know, had, had a great time talking to him, hanging out. We uh, befriended Jerry Jr., you know, uh, played with 
a few shows with his band at the time. And all those guys are the coolest guys ever. Um, I'm not sure if any of you guys ever had a chance to uh, meet or you know, interview them, uh, but we've had a couple conversations with them, you know, just at shows and stuff uh, since then. And always just have like a ton of, you know, like almost adoration. I, I feel like they treat like their fans, <clears throat> like at shows, like probably like as good as you can. And it was just a blast working with them. I thought the song turned out great. Probably biased, but hey. <laughs> so uh, for Italian Blood, geez, man, this has probably been my baby for a while. And we started to get rolling. And then like a big fucking roller. And then COVID kicked our ass. So right. uh, you know, just like everybody else. Uh, you know, my whole family's Italian. I've got strawberry blonde hair. So no one ever believes me when I say that. I look like a combination of Irish and like Nordic and, uh, you know, everyone's like, Oh, bagpipes to playing your, you know, like your song. I was like, not really. So, um, <laughs> you know, we, um, like always love the Italian culture. I just got this idea one day. I was like, dude, you know, the dropkick Murphy's had their thing. They did an awesome job. Uh, it was, it was chaos. It was punk. You know, they had the bagpipes. They had all sorts of stuff going on. I was like, Italians, you know, you know they don't have it. They need that shit, man. So, you know, <laughs> this, you know this is not some calling for Italians. I'm not saying we're like the Italian dropkick Murphys or anything out of control like that. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it hasn't been done, even if it has. I, you know, I had my song ideas. So, like, half of it is, is like, you know, like a chop full of, like, Italian culture. The other half is just complete, just, like, Utterly ridiculous, asinine, offensive, like debaucherous, you know, like lyrics, uh, all for fun, but probably a lot of truth and all that. We were able to finally start like mixing and mastering at the end of last year. But then we had this idea of doing a Christmas album, which I'm pretty sure one of the songs might have made it to one of your podcasts. Like, Punkanoi Worldwide. I, Indeed it did. I did uh, two okay. Christmas episodes back in <laughs> December and I played okay. Silent Night. Holy shit. <laughs> yes okay awesome man so we uh we've been talking about this fucking christmas album for a while we're like all right man we gotta do it we gotta do it we gotta do it and like we kind of pulled it out of our ass within like a month we were able to do it all like remotely 95 percent like mixing recording mastering and uh while that totally shelved our studio album i was very happy it was supposed to be like maybe two to three songs and it turned into six right we had to stop ourselves because we're going to do that as a full album at the end of this year. But after the first couple, we just started laughing. Like, this is just ridiculous. And we got more and more just like stupid and like ridiculous as it got on. And I was like, all right, we probably could do more, but it's just going to get like out of control, man. So I was very happy with it. I feel, um, it really got like the Italian culture down, but I tried to make it as funny and horrible as possible. And I've probably done half of the stupid shit that I sang about. So I that thought was it was great. fantastic. It was great. I, I'm glad you put it out. Yeah. So uh, if you like that, a lot more, you know, where that came from. And then our studio album probably isn't going to be as ridiculous because we you know, are trying to have a little, I don't know, uh, I guess less shame. But, um, you know, as far as the uh, like Italian kind of culture slash mafia slash, you know, like whatever. You know, we got songs as simple as Italian Blood, Giovanni. And then we have uh, songs like How You Doing, Bada Boom, Bada Bing. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty pumped, man. I think um, probably by September, October, we hope to have that out. So. That's awesome. Uh, until then, so on Bandcamp, you have the six tracks on A Very Merry Italian Christmas. And then yep. 
you've got the single Italian Blood available. Do you, is that what people can find at this point to to listen? I know that one of your tracks is also on, or Italian Blood rather, is on uh, one of the compilations too. Is is that where what people can find at this point before that comes out? Yeah, it's um, Italian Blood. The song is on Spotify and Bandcamp. And Spotify, I'm pretty sure all the links like intertwined. Uh, same song, same version of Bandcamp. We did not put the Christmas songs on Spotify yet, just for a little more. Uh, has to be a little more official. Hush, hush, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. So, uh, so <laughs> it covers. But um, yeah, once we get like the actual like, LP out, we'll you know do that like officially and uh, probably awesome. put that on Spotify too. Awesome, that'll be cool. Looking yeah. forward to that. That that's great. What what else do we need to know about? Uh, your, your compilations that, that your label's putting out or that what you might be putting out in the future. Like, uh, do you have a specific timetable? Because it looks like the first one was April of 2020, then November 2020, June 2021. Is your goal to get one to two a year or do you just work on it as you have time? So how should bands be reaching out? Because, you know, we're going to be playing some of the music here, but people listening and you know, bands that are going to check out what you're doing, should they be reaching out in droves at this point? Like, if you get more, is it going to prompt you to do more, or do you have a plan about what you're going to do per year? So yeah, um, I mean, my goal is to do at least two a year, just to keep things moving, just to keep things relevant, and uh, you know, try to do you know, like a little uh, variation. So I will be doing one in the fall, and probably October or November. And you know, this one's probably going to be a little more geared to. Uh, the street oi um i got a name i'm thinking about probably gonna be fall brawl i just love that name so um <laughs> probably gonna you know have something um along those lines and then um if the female thing goes well i you know, probably do like a second one next year maybe a little more on like the hardcore side i love the street punk oi stuff but there are some bands that i feel kind of tear more like the harder stuff so I certainly don't want to go like all in, you know, like hardcore, you know, metalcore stuff like that, but maybe like a bit more influence. Um, I just want to see what the response is to this one first. But then after that, you know, certainly want to get into actually probably signing a few bands and you know, seeing where all that goes. I love the compilation stuff. It's a lot of work from, you know, like the start to finish perspective, but I feel I do my part as far as getting as many bands out there as possible, even if I'm just some guy, you know, if I'm like, you know, a tiny drop of water in the sea, um, but anything I can do to help everybody, <laughs> right? You get like other people involved, other people aware, and you know, make those connections, uh, have the spreadsheets come to life, if you will. As far as that, I also want to do like a major shout out to just all the people who've helped. You know, uh, first and foremost, you know, like I want to thank you guys for doing what you do and being so good at, you know, like all the stuff you do. You know, the songs, the band you guys have on, um, you know, some. You know, people have heard of some they haven't. Every show, there's always going to be some bands that are like, oh, dude, this is awesome. And then you get a Spotify and, and you find more bands that are awesome. And, uh, you know, for me, you know, that's what I like. I like kind of just really digging into like, you know, Facebook, the events, Spotify, the playlist, and you know, making your own playlist. And, you know, it's not back in the day where you just go to like Epitaph and like, oh, here's all the punk bands I need to know about. It's, right. Uh, <laughs> It's a little different. So, um, uh, Liberty or Death Records, Lake Town, have been involved in every single comp. They've been awesome. I really like the bands. You know, they uh, promote like on their label and right. they're yes. 
there's awesome people too. They have the same mentality I do. It's like everyone wins, everyone helps each other. But you know, it, it's not just this little you know kumbaya circle. Like you got like a lot of hard work going in here, a lot of hard working fans, and you know, obviously you can't just bring anybody into this. But uh, you know, you have to have some talent. Like a following helps. Uh, it all depends on what you're trying to do. You know, if you're trying to bring somebody along or if we're trying to bring somebody up. And that's my goal is to kind of be close to on level with them, even if it's like slightly more like promotional, um, but just to be, you know, helping out at that capacity. Eight and Up Records, it's great. They helped on the first two. Prohawk Records is another one. They represent the uh, Venomous Pinks. Um, I think somebody said that earlier. Love that band. You know, like, like I love their music, but, you know, they're also one of those all-female bands that really kicks it in with like Street Punk and Oi, which are, in my opinion, hard to find. Uh, next to the uh, Drugettes. Yeah. There's probably a couple other, like, other labels or people, like, but I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. But, you know, it's just anybody that helps. Uh, podcast review sites, um, wellnessprovisions.com is a good one. You know, they do a lot of, uh, they do a lot more, like, interviews and, like, the like holistic end that involves punk bands, which I I didn't even know existed. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Just want to say, you know, thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for helping to, you know, promote and you know, put a spotlight on all the stuff I'm doing. But ultimately, all the bands, all the fans, and just, you know, um, for the specific album for uh, females and punk and oil in general. Absolutely, yeah, totally. And if anything, you know, us giving uh, your promotion, it's given us a promotion as well. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Well, we'll get to playing some more off of the this great compilation. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it, and we look forward to Italian Blood release and your next compilation, Fall Brawl. That's right, man. It is official. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> As of right now, this fucking second, it is right. official. Yeah. <laughs> yep, we, a promo we didn't even know we were promoting. Right? <laughs> there you go. We're looking forward to that. All right. Thank you for joining. Uh, look forward to hopefully getting to check out your bands uh, at some point if they get to do live shows here in the future and if we get over that direction or you get this direction. Yeah, man, that's, you know, the one thing is we're not going to be like the craziest band, but like we definitely want to get out there like a lot. So uh, it's certainly love to come up the, uh, that way and, you know, I'll certainly hit you guys up if we hit. Definitely the, do. It'd be awesome. Right. <laughs> All right. We're going to get on to playing some more music. Thank you, Ace Soprano, a.k.a. T, a.k.a. What was the other one? Dragon Ball? Dragon Ball, Ball T. T. <laughs> Dragon Ball T. Hey, yes. right, guys, thanks for watching. Thank you. All right, bye.
that was the Venomous Pinks with Todos Unidos, also on that great compilation that we were just talking to yeah. Ace about. Yeah, like like we've been uh, kind of pushing, it's a pretty flawless compilation. Right, a lot of great tracks. Uh, we just played, gave you a, a good preview. Get out there over to that Bandcamp and check out the rest. There's so many great ones. So many great ones we didn't play because there's a lot of great bands that... You know, even if we played the entire thing here, you know, uh, that would have been a lot longer, a lot more tracks than we normally play on an episode because there's so many tracks. So a lot of great tracks. We want to thank Ace Soprano, a.k.a. T, a.k.a. Dragon Ball T. I don't normally do that, but it's just so much fun (laughs) (laughs) for joining us again to talk about uh, that compilation, the other compilations he's done, the compilations to come. Italian Blood, Dead End Lane, all of those. So check them out. Awesome. And thank you to him again. Uh, Venomous Pinks, if you're unfamiliar with them, they're from Mesa, Arizona, not too far from us. And they, they're uh, one of those bands that I think have played or should be playing punk rock bowling. I know I've seen them on the flyers, either the last one or recently. And they're a recent sign to Spam, SBAM Records, cool record label there. Eric, that was your yeah. pick from the compilation because you, you threw one on as well. It was a good one. Yep. Uh, yes, I did. I had to get one that had a lot of uh, attitude. Right? That one <laughs> indeed does. That, that's a good track. Yeah, it did. It was the yeah, that's the one that just uh yeah, it just jolts with energy. <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the other stuff in there was like very uh mid tempo, some of it uh pretty slow. But every once in a while you got a big uh you know rush of adrenaline in there and this one, Venomous Pinks, Todos Yonidos, was one of them. Absolutely. It was a good one. Everybody get out there, check it out. Eric, let's wrap up the show. It's it's about that time, so let's yeah. play a couple tracks to finish this up. You picked a classical song this time. Mm-hmm. Which you pick? I picked one of the uh, great composers known as Musorsky. And you may not know his name, but if you've... Uh, if you've listened to some music that comes about in... Uh, on a lot of Halloween playlists or some very uh, gothic conventional playlists. Or if you've seen the movie Fantasia, you know the song, <laughs> Night on Bald Mountain. That was his, that was uh, something he composed way back in 1850-something, 1840, wow. yeah. It was, uh, he was one of the composers that was uh, bringing, uh, uh, bringing Russian classical music to the forefront, defying... Uh, Western conventions and trying to give uh, Russia its identity in the in the Romantic period. Cool. And yeah, he actually did his he did his part. He is very well revered, but a lot of people do remember the Night on Bald Mountain. If you've seen the movie Fantasia, it's the last one. It's the one where the demon on top of that mountain comes to life and he starts conjuring up these spirits and then bringing them back to life, and then destroying them in this vat of lava. <laughs> yeah. And the music, it very well it very well exemplifies that. It's just so eerie. It's just so got this uh, sinister underworld tone to it. It sounds like this is the music you'll be hearing when you're crossing in from the river Styx in the Inferno. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm dropping a lot of balls here. <laughs> but... But yeah, this is a uh, Musorsky. He is not playing it. Right. Obviously, this is a uh, yeah. This is done by uh, Symphony 
I, I don't know which one. The Philadelphia the, Orchestra with Leopold Stotowski. Yep, there you go. That is who is covering this song. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the same music, it's the same rendition, you know. But just uh credit is due where credit is due right. to the writer, the compose the composer. And this is Muzorski's A Night on Bald Mountain, one of his most established works. Thank you. 
And that was, say it again. Night on Bald Mountain by Musorski. Excellent. Yep. <clears throat> and if you've uh, yeah, and if you've seen the feature film Fantasia, you know that after that tolling of the bell, it uh, it uh, it melts over <laughs> into Ave Maria. Okay. Yeah, sort of like the uh, contrast closer to it. It's like the uh, devil descends back into the mountain. He closes up, and then. And yeah, then this uh, line of monks with, uh, you know, candles alight going all across the uh, the uh, watercolored background of uh, the trees and the creek, and they're all singing Ave Maria. <laughs> so after hearing all that <laughs> and seeing what you were seeing, it's it's kind of nice to uh, breathe after that. <laughs> right. But yeah, there is, uh, that was the composer behind it, Muzorski. We, an entire generation was introduced to it via Disney, and now an entire generation is introduced to it via SLC Punkcast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I got one pick as we wrap up the show. Last one. Uh, it's a new wave track. I went along with the, the theme of female you know, bands, vocalists, and so forth. This one is a British duo consisting of Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart. But Annie Lennox uh, did the majority of the singing for the band Eurythmics. Uh, when I was thinking of a band to play and I wanted to kind of stay in that new wave sound, this is one I hadn't played on the show before and really enjoyed uh, all the stuff that she did with Eurythmics and then solo. And there's a lot of great things, a lot of great tracks that, that she put out. I think that Eurythmics were a band for nine, nine, ten years, something like that. And somewhere in the middle, Around April 29th, 1985, they put out their fourth album called Be Yourself Tonight. And I'm going to play a track off there, What I Lie to You. It's probably my favorite track. And I've been trying to, as I play these classic rock and uh, new wave tracks, as best I can, I'm going to try to stay away from like those number one hitters and stuff like that. So we're not doing Sweet Dreams and any of the other ones that you might be thinking of. We are going to do What I Lie to You, so here we go with some Eurythmics.
saxophone and all those horns. I love the the sounds of the eighties. Yeah, it's great <laughs> stuff. Uh, I, even the the car engine revving in the song. Yeah, you, you just don't get stuff like that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but, no, now it's a uh, Vespa's revving. <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. That is true. Uh, great track. I love every time I hear tracks like that. I just love you know reminiscing about all the great music that was in the '80s, including the new wave stuff. Because yes, I do did and still do listen to a lot of that new wave stuff, including Annie Lennox because she has a great voice. I think that track just phenomenal. They did a great job. One of my favorites uh, of the era, and definitely my favorite track from the Rhythmics. Yeah, it's a good. Um, one. Yeah, unlike uh, many people's favorite tracks from the Eurythmics, right. and they don't even know who it's by. <laughs> <laughs> something about Sweet Dreams made a piss or something. Right? <laughs> right, yeah. A couple people have covered that one, and yep, uh, I didn't want to play that one. My second choice would have been Missionary Man. I like that one, too. Ah, there we go. All right, so that wraps up the show. I uh, hope everybody has enjoyed. The interview was great. Thanks again to Ace a.k.a. Dragon Ball T. And uh, it was a great interview. Go check out that awesome compilation. And you can find him again, Oi to the World. That is Oi number two, the world, over on Bandcamp. And it's Oi to the World, Volume 3, Female Punk, Oi and Ska. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and over on slcpunkcast.com. You found us somewhere, but you can find us on a lot of places. On Instagram, you can find the bands at Jigsaw Youth Band, at Oi to the World, and that's again Oi number two, the world, at Dead End Lane Punk Band, at The Drugettes, at Complete underscore Control underscore Official, at Spitboy underscore Body of Work, at Kill the Runts, at Venomous Pinks, at, sorry, at The Venomous Pinks, at The Bolocos, that's B O. B-O-L-O-K-O-S. It just seems like a lot of O's. At the Bolocos <laughs> and then shows that SLC Podcast. Eric, where can we find you? I am on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. My band is also on Instagram at anonymous uh, band underscore Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. My brain drew the f- proverbial blank. All right. At anonymous underscore band official. There we go. There you go. On Facebook, it's at anonymous band SLC. And Bandcamp is anonymous slc.bandcamp.com. I am also on Circle Pit Radio at Circle Pit Radio. That's the Instagram. And you can find me. Uh, we just had an episode come out on Assault City. And that was me splurging a little bit about one of my favorite albums of last year, which was uh, Crow Killers. Uh, not Bring Back the Blood. It has its own title. <laughs> Whatever. The Crow Killer album. I forget the title. And uh, and yeah, I'm doing that with uh, Des Troy. And you can also find me every week on Wrecked, which is at Wrecked Podcast. And I think that's everything. I think. Yeah, we'll say that's everything. A lot to digest, I know. (laughs) You can find the bands also on Facebook at Jigsaw Youth Band, at Oi to the World, or just Oi to the World. Again, number two, it's a public group, as Ace said during the interview. 
at Dead End Lane, at Drew Getz, at The Runts, at Venomous Pinks, at The Balocos, and the show is at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in all the way up to this point. I hope you enjoy the interview. Thanks again to T for doing the interview with us, talking about his band, bands, plural, plus uh, Oi to the World <laughs> and the compilations that he has done, just done, and will be doing. And now I want to thank everybody that has listened all the way up to this point. Eric, any final thoughts before we end the show? Enslaved to One. That was the name of the album. There you go. But I do have something else to uh, plug. Upcoming shows. We have upcoming shows. Uh, Maybe not this week, but next week on the 30th, Project Sellout is coming through Salt Lake City. Yes. Oh, yeah. Project Sellout. That was what I was building up the last few weeks, and now is the time to announce Project Sellout. They'll be playing in Provo. And they will be coming up for through Salt Lake City to play not one, but two shows in one night. Awesome. <laughs> they will be playing at uh, Beehive Social Club. It, that's, how it was, <laughs> that's how it used to be called, but now it's just the Beehive on 666 South State Street with Mandalore, Milk Money, and Violent Unrest. And as soon as that's done, they're going just down the street to Aces High Saloon to be performing with Power Beer and me. Awesome. I will be playing that show down at Aces. So if you can make it to one of those shows, make it to both of those shows. Do it. Just double down. Right? <laughs> I mean, Project Sellout is an amazing band to see live. They are a lot of fun. And they've been doing this for about 10 years now. That's awesome. 10 years. And they haven't changed. They haven't changed their personalities, haven't changed their sound. The only thing that's uh, different is uh, Zach, their drummer, is a father, and that's about it. <laughs> but they still skate, they still slam, they still jam. Awesome. So yeah, that's the show. Also on the 30th, I'm playing a show with Goro and Gag Order at Resolute Tattoo. That is on the that is on the 30th. So the 30th, 31st, it's going to be a stacked weekend, my friends. So don't sleep on it. Right. That is my advice to you. That is what I'm going to cap end the cap of this episode with don't sleep on the shows that are happening. I know there's a lot, there's a lot, but we get to choose, but I'm also telling you don't miss them. (laughs) (laughs) If you're anywhere near Salt Lake, check out those shows. And if you have shows, you got to wherever you're at, any cool shows that we should be talking about on this show, send them our way. Let us know. We would love to at least talk about them and then maybe be able to look at the videos and such afterwards because, unfortunately, we do not have our own jets to fly around the country or the world to check out all these shows. But not the yet. least we could do, yes, not yet, <laughs> the least we could do is talk about them. So on that note, play the fucking outro. Play the fucking outro.